With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let us begin with a moment of silence. Hello and namaste, friends and audience members. Um, As you are probably aware, there was yet another uh, mass shooting event yesterday, this time in Colorado, marking seven days straight of high-profile gun violence in America. Tuesday, March 16th in Atlanta, Georgia, eight people. Stockton, California, five people. Gresham, Oregon, four. Houston, Texas, five people. Dallas, eight people. Uh, Philadelphia, PA, one person and five injured. Boulder, Colorado, ten people. Gun violence in America has been something of a particularly um, alarming subject that I've uh, have had a unorthodox and very specific opinion about. It's cost me social media quote-unquote friends. It's cost me uh, the occasional real-life friendship. Uh, But I stand by it after years of observing and trying to discern the largest plausible pattern without needing to venture off into uh, the increasingly implausible realm of uh, conspiracy theory. Now, there's plenty of conspiracy theory about guns and about how there's an evil agenda to take them away from everybody. And I get it. They propose and often insist irrationally, despite the evidence, that any given gun violence event 
is fake, a false flag, somehow staged, or possibly real people uh, injured and hurt and, and wounded and dead, but somehow or another not genuine, orchestrated uh, through some sort of evil government plan. While I don't sit in judgment of conspiracy theory, far from that, actually, um, my message to conspiracy theory enthusiasts is not you're dead wrong. Uh, it's it's much, much, much more nuanced than that. Um, but let's reel that back in for a hot second and take a moment uh, to... Uh, to sort of let the opening of the show be what it is, uh, it was. I'll I'll uh, I'll leave you with this thought and then play some music to kind of cleanse the palate. I felt really horrible yesterday after going against my own prior statements of taking a couple of days off to rest my voice. Be, uh, um, to nerd out and be excited about um, my coffee replacement program. <laughs> uh, that I didn't catch the news in time. I was nerding out and, and I didn't, I didn't, I usually, whether it's my first segment of the day or my the, the occasional day I do two or more, I usually pause, get a snack or, you know, do a, a bio break. Uh, as the gamers like to say, and then and then tap into the news for a hot 10, 15 minutes just to see if there's anything weird or interesting that I haven't caught yet. Um, and so I felt really hit by the basic tragedy of it and sort of guilty guilty for the mediocrity of my choices that you know i was nerding out about a coffee thing because it's my first genuine and authentic opportunity to try to like uh test the waters as a as a product um influencer i kind of loathe the whole idea but um there I was sort of riding this high and and very p preoccupied with the question, should I test, should I check out the coffee drink, this mushroom drink, uh, even though it's late in the evening, or should I force myself to wait? Um, and for those curious, I forced myself to wait and put a pin in that. I'll come back and I'll tell you all about it. Um, I'll tease it a little bit in this episode and then we'll do a proper... Uh, episode about it um, probably later today. So, anyways, I digress. I I felt miserable, and the the enthusiast, the hustler, the entrepreneur, the the citizen faux journalist, because I do not consider myself a journalist by any stretch of the imagination, but the person that wanted to share. 
uh, and discuss, which is what motivates this podcast. I like to share and discuss the weird things I see in the world. Really wanted to jump back on uh, the air and talk about this thing. But also it was it was sort of wrapped in mystery for the first several minutes slash <clears throat> hours. Um, and as much as that the, um, the, the spokespersons speaking on behalf of the investigative team were being very judicious, very careful, very guarded, and very limited in what information they were willing to disclose, even though it had been a while, right? Like the shooting had already happened before I went on the air, I think. Um, And uh, anyways, I wrestled with that, with that urge to, to jump on the air and also with the sort of the pressure of, you know, as, as an empath, as someone who feels for others very strongly and, and fancies the notion that sometimes I, I even feel, you know, extracurricular emotional content uh, vis-a the ether, um, as I think most humans are capable of doing, most life forms, rather, we just don't practice it very much, right? I was weighed down by that at any rate, and um, and I always feel very, I don't know, it feels inappropriate. There's always this tug of war, is what I'm getting at, and I said I'd play some music. Um, at any rate, that I just wanted to share that to explain for anyone who's like, why didn't you talk about this yesterday? Or uh, or whatever. We will uh, turn our attention to um, the bigger picture beyond the details of today's or yesterday's shooting or any of the, the most recent seven and talk about some of the broad uh, big picture issues that I'm concerned with that are you know at the root of all of this as far as as far as I can tell. But first, my friends, uh, DJ Zed with funky morning jazz, a soulful piano remix live audio track. Guns in America, tricky subject, 
at the very core of one large portion of the American population's identity is this notion that guns are a God-given right. I've contemplated this before in conversations with folks, uh, etc., and asked earnestly, like, how, how, though? How is... Owning, collecting, fetishizing, and utilizing a device designed explicitly to split open the human skull for the purposes of murder. How is that a God-given right? I mean... Call me crazy, but I could have sworn that right there on one of the commandments it says, don't kill each other. This goes back to um, the two world wars. And there's plenty of conspiracy theory content about the wars and about the military-industrial complex, etc., um, and but I want to be clear about my particular perspective. And I apologize to anybody who like has wrapped their brain around my perspective pretty clearly and doesn't need these kinds of disclaimers. But I'm always concerned that any given episode might be someone's first or second or third or fourth and um I should be explicit and not just sort of assume people understand that when I speak, you know, my opinion, it comes from a, a it comes from a a cosmology, a worldview, uh, um, and a and a personal perspective that is a lifetime in the making, and and that I haven't cobbled together absentmindedly. We live in a universe with free will that is populated by people who want to enforce certain rules, who are curiously willing to violate their own rules to enforce them. Um, Because whether you're talking about religion or government, both institutions make claims of respecting life, etc., etc. And yet, both have proven themselves quite um, capable and almost seemingly eager. Now, this background, this historical fact as background... makes it easy to fearmonger all kinds of different crazy, irrational things. And, um, and almost, like, there's a kind of intellectual bullying that happens in, in these meme wars that, that go on 
and, I, and the reason they're successful is because people subscribe to a particular ideology and then get this content flow the way social media bubbles work and they're they're Intellectual defenses are down, right? Uh, because they're getting this from trusted partners in their ideological identity tribe. And um, and deep-seated programmatic manipulation occurs. Chief in the various areas of things being the subject of manipulation, chief among them all, is this gun culture cult thinking and the associated fear-mongering. In all my years of observing politics, and yes, I started very young, Suck it. What do you want? I worry people assume that I'm older than I am because I talk about, you know, like 30 years worth of observation. Um, but I digress. The fear-mongering has always borne itself out very, very reminiscent of Q prophecies as empty promises, right? Straw man arguments <clears throat> and boldface libel, like lies, made up lies about the opposition coming for the guns. And it's always absolutist in its logic. It's always tribalistic in its logic. It's always deeply manipulative in its logic. And it always achieves a certain goal, a very specific goal. A boost in guns and ammo sales. Call me crazy, but if you apply the basic axiom of, like, follow the money, The catch-22 here in American culture is that guns are as American as apple pie and undercover racism. You know, like, wink, wink, wunch, nudge, I'm not a racist. Guns, I mean, <clears throat> how do you think they stole this land from the native inhabitants? How do you think they enslaved the people they brought over from the African continent? And there's a sort of mentality that is enshrined <clears throat> in a subset of, of ideologies. Not everyone in America thinks this way, obviously. If they did, it, the gun violence problem would already be exponentially worse. But there definitely seems to be a mentality that's that's floating around and propagating 
and has sustained itself kind of in the margins, off to the edges, in the woodwork, as it were. And that's like a Wild West, live by the gun, die by the gun mentality. There's something about that era that is obviously deeply romanticized and arguably <clears throat> right at the core of the um, the conditioning that enables people to objectify others into problems that can be solved with a bullet in the head. Now, are we going to point to any particular individual gun manufacturer, bullet manufacturer, and say, you, you're directly responsible for this malignant social conditioning? No, probably not. That would be ridiculous, impractical, and <clears throat> a losing battle. Are, what are we going to do? Are we going to... Here's how like messed up the, and manipulative and successful this, this pressure towards normalizing gun violence has become. There's a lot of people, <clears throat> aside from those who wish we lived in, in some Wild West movie, there's a lot of people who are foaming at the mouth to go to war, personally, directly, either <clears throat> a, a left versus right civil war or a uh, supposedly awakened American populace versus the 1% elite kind of revolution or uh, a war against whatever vilified, marginalized group of people, their particular contextual echo chamber has conditioned them to despise. I have been called crazy, so if you think this guy's crazy, as you listen to this, you, you aren't the first, you won't be the last. But stick with me, my story gets better and makes more and more sense. But I think ultimately, I guess the reason I'm on the air today as, um, <clears throat> as the media circus around this seventh gun shooting for the week, seven shootings in seven days, man, the reason I'm, I feel motivated to speak on the subject is that we have to attend to, we must not neglect, we must not forget to attend to the pain and the, the trauma and indeed, I always like to say, dare I say the phrase, the spiritual disease, the spiritual malignancy, whatever the spiritual trauma is, that is impacting all of us. that is the deeper um, 
cause or set of causes. Having a ridiculous zero-sum argument about take all the guns away versus reasonable gun restrictions, like running on that treadmill is not going to stop people from seeing, like from flattening their world down to if I shoot a bunch of people, I'll feel better. And while I generally agree with Team Blue on this one, um, and, I, and I would support, theoretically, reasonable safety uh, protocols, like, I mean, it's, it's, here's <clears throat> something that cracks me up and is a deep irony or a deep hypocrisy on the right. When it comes to voting... Voter ID, man, let's get as locked down, as strict as possible. When it comes to buying weapons of mass destruction, whoa, 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 with your gun ID laws and your and your background checks. It's such an imposition, such an overreach of power. I'm sorry, what? I say to the to the to the politicians on the right, if I were a politician. If you want every single person who votes to have a high-tech, verifiable, reliable, trustworthy ID, then we'll, we'll you know, if I was in on Team Blue in, in Congress or whatever, I'd be going, all right, do it. Let's go. We'll, we'll vote that in. But you have to let us do the exact same thing. For everybody who owns a gun, new, used, or otherwise, it's like if you own a gun, that gun has to be registered to your high-tech ID so that until you get rid of that gun or report it lost, it's official, it's trackable, it's measurable, it's directly associated to your gun ID, etc. That would be reasonable bipartisan compromise. That would be a win-win for everybody. And people often don't get the point, especially people over there just sort of parroting talking points. The reason that those that like a um an ID check and, you know, and some sort of national, federal, universal gun ownership identification system would be useful. It's because, well, criminals aren't going to use that. They're going to find guns some other way. Yeah. And then you can hammer down on the penalties because you've explicitly outlined a system, right? Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That, according to the, their own right-wing logic, is how scary, horrible, torture, uh, deterrence punishment works. Duh. Their own arguments against reasonable, safety-driven gun ownership legislation is ridiculous. And and their sick fascination with thinking that um, that it's a God-given right to own uh, a machine explicitly designed and engineered by uh, an industry that wants to profiteer on organized murder for profit... Because that's what war is, friends. It's undeniable. This is a quote from the last living soldier who fought in World War I. War is nothing more than organized murder for profit. How the fuck is that a God-given right? How the fuck is it a God-given right to have and to hoard and to carry around in your community weapons that belong to that evil, evil, ungodly industry. Explain that to me, please. Now, just like I differentiate between the state of and the people of a given state, because while it's all one thing, it's also a thing made up of different Venn diagrams overlapping. I differentiate between the troops and the system that is the military-industrial complex, right? Like, people look at me funny and call me crazy, but I can earnestly say, I can honestly, authentically, earnestly, genuinely say... I support the human beings in the uniforms. Cops, soldiers, generals. I got no beef with any given human individual, even if they're doing something horrible. If if they are evil perpetrators of maliciousness, then I have even more um, of an overwhelming, like, tragic, painful need to want to see them healed. I don't want to destroy them, right? Because the the problem with living by the gun is that you end up dying by the gun. But it's more complicated than that. It's that when you live to murder, (laughs) when you I like to throw this at people who who talk about like, oh, we got to string those motherfuckers up or we got to go find these people and get guillotines, et cetera, et cetera. And people openly talk like that. I refuse to. Um, And while I guess that's... I don't think the death threats fall within the legal parameters of free speech rights, but some people make the argument that yes, it does. Um, There's a, there's a, a ridiculous ongoing legal debate there, but... That's not, that's sort of slight, that's a separate issue. Let's put a pin in that, put it up on the board. Um, 
But when people are calling for violence against X, Y, and Z for reasons two, three, and four, I'm always like, hey, hey. Especially when it's about specifically murderers. Um, Because people will say like really cruel, vicious ways that they would destroy mass murderers or mass shooters or, you know, they would, you know, when people talk about traveling back in time to like butcher Hitler and the Nazis, I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. When we murder murderers for murdering, we become murderers ourselves. And the more we do that with impunity, the worse it gets. That's the the real deep problem with the the cult of gun culture. Especially when it's being flooded with us versus them tribalistic vilification. When you when you flatten someone out to the evil other then you have every right to shoot them in the face and blow their heads open. Right? Pause for a minute and zoom out because while we're, while we're stressing out about this and dealing with it and, um, and fighting the good fight for stricter gun control legislation and, and, and you know, some are even uh, going so far as to want to ban, um, you know, AR-15s and other military-style weapons, which I don't I don't want to take people's guns away, but I do want everybody who owns these guns to have, like, an emotional, spiritual breakthrough about why they believe the crazy nonsense they believe about guns. Then they can do with them what they want. And, you know, right in the middle of those kinds of questions is, the fuck do you need a military-style grade, military-ready weapon? Um, And all the answers I've ever heard to that question are actually quite reasonable and um, make sense. Inside of the limited box of we live under the constant threat of, of war. Do we? Or do we live under the constant fear-mongering of an industry that is riddled with corruption and um, hijacked by ego at a spiritual level and is profiteering on gun violence? Something that beyond the, 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 the topical concerns that are always discussed and the now tiresome cycle of thoughts and prayers, um, debate and discourse, uh, public outcry, um, marches and protests, and then a lack of meaningful legislative action. And then, you know, a, a, a period of of time in which we get lulled into a false sense of, well, maybe we won't have a bunch more anytime soon. It 
if you look at some of the deeper numbers at websites like shootingtracker.com or gunviolencearchive.org, it becomes clear that there is exponentially more gun violence happening daily than the media reports about. Now, at the kindest, most forgiving and understanding explanation to that, it kind of makes sense. If you report this overwhelming amount of human suffering and anguish every day, it's bound to be unhealthy. But it also seems as though they psycho through things um, and then, you know, jump on top of particularly um, extreme cases in order to um, capitalize on on the echo chamber phenomena. And you can look now, the media is doing their thing. Um, the, the, the right is immediately sidestepping the issue of the violence and the suffering and the senseless death and um, whipping the base up into a frenzy about the socialist, tyrannical left coming for your guns. Meanwhile, the left side of the media ecosystem is is doing that moral indignation, take this very seriously, we've got to do something about it, aspirational, exasperated, kind of uh, subtle fear-mongering of like, woe is me, isn't it horrifying that we live under such a tidal wave of senseless violence? Either way, I assure you that already, um, statistically speaking, gun sales are probably uh, advancing, you know, breaking last year's numbers etc cetera, etc cetera, and will continue after the this the the to be expected period of media hyperfocus and sensationalism which will work its way through the rest of this week and linger into into next There is a solution to this problem. I don't think that oppressive legislation is the answer. Call me crazy, but as those of you who've been listening to the show long enough know, I'm convinced that the answer is spiritual healing. Species-wide, third-eye-opening, transcendental spiritual healing. And uh, I think it's it's not um, it's not like pipe dream, hippie, new age magic. It's sound spiritual rationale. 
Um, but let's uh, stay on track with the new, uh, more fast-paced schedule. Going to play our final audio entertainment track of this episode, Subsonic Loops Underground, a Boom Bap Remix Live audio entertainment It's easy to get stuck in the morbid darkness of what it means to live in a society where anybody could just snap and, uh, you know, ruin your life because they had a bad day. And they owned guns. Um, but I assure you, friends, I am not advocating for uh, the the uh, mandatory or enforced um, removal of guns. I'm advocating for the spiritual work required to reach the tipping point, the tipping point of collective healing. If that idea appeals to you, uh, be sure to do a deep dive into the backlog of episodes. Don't get discouraged by the um, seeming attachment to any given date or events going on right there. Almost every episode, I zoom out to the big picture and talk about things in the grandest level and kind of zoom in. Um, So the show is sort of structured to sort of spiral and web together. Uh, So strap yourself in and jump around. Speaking of interesting things about the show, I just recently, in the last... uh, 24 hours, 
discovered that they've tweaked a, a little bit of the interface. And I don't know if they were listening, Sprecher.com. Uh, Sprecher.com is the platform that I use to create, host, and distribute this show that you're listening to. Um, so this new feature is simple and whatever. I can now see the list of episodes ordered um, by in descending order by number of downloads. Uh, so I want to figure out a way to, uh, to, to make use of that. But I wanted to, uh, I noticed also, I wanted to acknowledge and say thanks because uh, in just in the past seven days, I've had a weird series of spikes in uh, total downloads. On March 19th, we had a, 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 a huge, a huge day, 133 total downloads. And um, today and yesterday, we're in the mid-70s, 76 yesterday, 77 so far today. Uh, I humbly thank you, friends and internet global family, for tuning in and listening to this humble, disorganized, rambling, well-meaning, well-intentioned, spiritually augmented talk show style internet podcast show. I have been your entheogenic mystic host, the incorrigible Mr. Zeppo, sending you my... Peace, love, and grooviness vibe. We must unite, dear friends, um, for I fear there will be, after this long clusterfuck train wreck dumpster fire of a year and a half, a brief spurt of an escalation of um, unfortunate gun violence events. The conspiracy theorists will decry that they're all fake and staged and pre-planned or MKUltra. And, you know, there may very well be some uh, manipulative machinations going on. It's really quite humorous to me. Conspiracy theorists are the first to be like, the fuck are you talking about? When I say, um, hello, military industrial complex selling you the guns that they manipulate you into using so that they can make more money. They're like, no. Like, wait. You believe in all those conspiracy theories, but if I say that the gun industry is complicit in the violence we see in the world, y- y'all get offended? Um, we can't... My, my big sort of obvious spiritual point, what are we going to do? Are we going to go kill all the gun owners? No, obviously Are we going to go kill all the gun company executives? No. Stupid. Right? The whole point is killing each other doesn't solve a goddamn thing. Think about it. Gun culture, gun... um, Gun indoctrination... teaches you to honor this weapon of murder as the ultimate arbitrator of problem solving. It will solve your problems. And if you are worthy, there's this mythos that because it's you using the gun and you aren't a bad guy and, you you know, you're worthy, you're chosen, you're special for this reason or that. 
but the, the end result is worse than an eye for an eye. Think of what a disturbing guntopia we would create if we just embraced gun cult thinking unadulteratedly. Now, we, we, we must make a stand. We can't just sit around and take it. Um, and so, yes, uh, we should investigate and explore and debate and refine and improve um, sane, rational, non-oppressive, non-tyrannical gun safety legislation. But deeper than that, dear friends, my radical message to you all at the center of this show, regardless of what the subject is, but especially about this subject, we will make the most progress in solving the plague of gun violence when we truly collectively endeavor to heal the species vis-a-vis turning inward and healing ourselves. We share more in common deep down in the inner realms, in the inner space, the inner universe of, uh, of that which is behind our minds than we do out there in the material realm, believe it or not. There was a recent episode where I kept trying to like make this point about a structural element that's part of the cosmology of the universe. Each species has a network. I don't know if you remember that or if you just haven't come across it or if you're familiar with it. But therein lies our power, friends. We don't need to force anything on anybody. We don't need to take anything away from anybody. We don't need to argue or or fight to prove what's right. We need to heal ourselves. And therefore, rediscover, relearn, re-engineer, reinvent, renormalize how to heal each other. By doing that, dear friends, we will reach a tipping point where there will be an alchemy that facilitates the healing of the entire human species. Call me crazy, but you love it, and you're going to go meditate and figure out what the shadow work you got to do that's festering inside of you. I'm going to wrap things up, just trying to get it down in 42 minutes, but I went a lot further. Uh, it's going to be 50 minutes by the time I'm done exiting. As always, friends, namaste, you sons of bitches. Thank you for being you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for telling your friends about this show. If you are on the Facebook, come on down to facebook.com forward slash Mr. Zeppo. That's my personal profile page. I may not add you there, but from there you can find the Mr. Zeppo Facebook page and follow him. Uh, That's my character, right? Uh, That I play here on this show and in the literary works I'll never probably finish. Uh, 
Um, and uh, you can find the Instagram and uh, all the other fun things. <clears throat> but if you're just really about the <clears throat> the podcast, come on down to Sprecher.com forward slash show forward slash Zencast. Keep listening to the show on whatever other podcast thingy you're listening to it on. But come on down to the show and check out um, the show. Leave your comments on the comments section, etc. Show a little extra love for the show. Help the show find a broader audience, dear friends. And also tune in because as you may have heard, um, I'll be sharing discount links to the three um, super healthy coffee alternatives that I am test marketing right now. I'm currently enjoying the last um, what we used to, what we would what I would call in the coffee the dregs, the last uh, sip and a half of um, of my uh, everyday dose. Uh, the 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 first to call themselves the mushroom latte. Um, and stay tuned because either later this afternoon or tomorrow, depending on how my voice feels after this extended episode today, um, I'll be doing one of the special coffee alternative challenge episodes and I'll tell you all about my first morning experience um, enjoying this beverage instead of the usual uh, generic brand coffee. At any rate, my humble thanks to you. May peace, love, and grooviness uh, be with you. Uh, and uh, yeah, peace out. And that is what I've got to say about that. As always, thank you kindly for listening. This has been the Almost Daily Zencast. With your humble host, the incorrigible Mr. Zeppel. Until next time, may peace, love, and grooviness blossom in your heart.